0: This is AutoLine Daily, the show dedicated to enthusiasts of the global automotive industry. The UAW's president, Sean Fain, declared something of a ceasefire with GM Ford and Stellantis on Friday. Instead of calling for more plants to go on strike, Fain told UAW workers that they're making significant progress in negotiations. He noted that with the strike only three weeks old, the automakers have more than doubled the raises they originally offered. He also cited progress on COLA, or cost of living, faster transition to top wages, better pay for temporary workers, enhanced profit sharing, and retirement security. But he also told them, quote, are not there yet. One reason why Fane did not expand the strike is that the union got a major last-minute concession from General Motors. It says it will bring workers at its joint venture battery plants into the master contract agreement, which will likely get them the full wages earned by workers in assembly plants. All three automakers had opposed that move, but with GM conceding, Ford and Stellantis will probably have to do the same. The fact that the strike did not expand may signal that the worst is over. Sean Fein certainly believes the union has the upper hand, saying, quote, here's my bottom line, he told his members, we're winning. But even if the UAW reaches an agreement with the automakers, that doesn't mean the workers will approve it. In a surprise development, 73% of the UAW workers at Mack Truck rejected a new contract that included a 19% raise and a host of other increases to their compensation. Maybe those workers want the same 21% increase that Ford is offering and the COLA that Ford and Stellantis agreed to. Fain has raised the expectations of UAW members, and they want them to deliver. And when the workers reject a contract, that actually gives the union more bargaining leverage. And now all eyes turn to Canada, where Unifor, the Canadian Union, has a strike deadline of midnight tonight with General Motors. Unifor told workers at GM's engine plant in St. Catharines to get ready to strike. That plant makes V8 and V6 engines, as well as six and eight-speed transmissions that go to multiple GM assembly plants in the U.S., Mexico, and Canada. So a strike there would be a crippling blow to GM's most profitable products across North America. Tesla just made a major deal with Hilton to install chargers at its hotels in the U.S., Canada, and Mexico. 20,000 chargers will be installed at 2,000 locations starting next year. Right now, only one Hilton hotel in the U.S. has on-site EV charging. But going forward each hotel will have at least six chargers. With so many car companies adopting Tesla's NACs, and with it installing so many chargers, Wedbush Security says that Tesla's supercharger network could be a $10 to $20 billion business by the end of the decade. The IRS made a couple of big changes to how the federal tax credit for EVs is applied in the U.S. First, starting at the beginning of next year, the credit can be deducted from the price of the vehicle right at the time of purchase. Buyers can now transfer the credit to an eligible entity, which essentially means that the buyer gives their tax credit to the dealer, and then the dealer gives them the discount. Because the wording says eligible entity, Companies like Tesla, Lucid, and Rivian that don't use franchise dealers can also make the point-of-sale price cut. Unfortunately, this will require even more information when buying an EV. But even more people will qualify for the full credit now. Previously, to get the full $7,500, you had to owe at least that much in federal taxes. But the IRS is removing the rule so lower-income buyers can qualify for the EV credit. Yet, the income cap of $150,000 for single filers, $225,000 for heads of household, and $300,000 for married buyers is still in place. Hyundai is having a tough time selling one of its plants in China, so it just slashed the asking price by 30%. Hyundai put the plant up for sale in August and is now asking just over $350 million for it, which is dirt cheap. The factory in Chongqing is jointly operated with BAIC, and it opened in 2017 with a capacity of 300,000 vehicles. Hyundai had five plants in China at its peak, but it already sold one of them in 2021, and it wants to cut it down to just two. We think Hyundai is having a hard time selling because there is so much overcapacity in China that no one really needs another plant right now. Even though Audi's EV sales shot up 93% in the third quarter in the U.S., it's offering some serious discounts for the e-tron GT. It cut the price of the high-performance RS version of the EV by $20,000 which drops the MSRP to just over 125 grand. That's for a 2023 model year vehicle. The 2024 model gets a $10,000 price cut. This car has 637 horsepower, moves from zero to 60 in 3.1 seconds, and is meant to compete with EVs like the Tesla Model S Plaid and Lucid Air. Audi also dropped the price of the standard 2023 e-tron GT by $12,500 and $5,000 for the 2024 model. Ford is expanding Blue Cruise in Europe. It already operates in Great Britain and Germany and was the first to get approval for a hands-free system in Spain. Ford says 95% of these countries' motorways could be made to work with Blue Cruise and it will update vehicles with more roads over time. The technology is also available in vehicles sold in the U.S. and Canada. Ford charges about $22 a month for Blue Cruise in the U.K. and is counting on subscription services to grow its top line. Speaking of Ford, it just opened the order books for the all-new Transit Custom and Torneo Custom in Europe. These are the same van, but the Transit is the commercial version and the Torneo is the passenger version. They're available with a range of diesel engines or as a plug-in hybrid or pure electric model. The diesels can be paired with a manual or automatic transmission, as well as all-wheel drive for the first time. The PHEV uses a two and a half liter gas engine with a nearly 12 kilowatt hour battery pack, which provides about 56 kilometers or 35 miles of range. And the all-electric version has a 64 kilowatt hour battery That provides up to 325 kilometers or about 200 miles of range. The all-new vans will also take advantage of a new electronic architecture which supports an updated infotainment system and over-the-air updates. While orders for the versions with an IC engine are open now, the BEV version will follow soon, but deliveries for it won't start until the summer of next year. And that brings us to the end of today's show. Thanks for making AutoLine a part of your day. AutoLine Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone, solutions for your journey. Intrepid Control Systems, over-the-air engineering, boost your game. And by Scheffler, we pioneer motion. We want to know what drives your testing. OTA, connected car, diagnostics, remote testing. Intrepid Control Systems is here to help you work from anywhere. Intrepid Control Systems, driven by your data. At Schaeffler, we pioneer motion. Electrifying mobility. Manufacturing smarter. Reducing CO2 emissions, making energy production clean. Scheffler pioneers motion to advance how the world moves.